Hello, welcome to the Parental Leave Podcast. I'm Adrian. Hey there, I'm Christian. How are you doing? And we are talking about our 12 weeks of parental leave. This is the end of week one. We did it! We had a kid. Uh-huh. Well, you did. Great job. So that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. And in this episode, I want to start with just a dis- two disclaimers, actually. One, we're just going to talk about the birth like for real so if you're kind of squeamish and you don't want to hear about gross stuff you might not want to listen to this because it's all gross stuff i mean it's not that gross but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sugarcoat anything some of it gets a little graphic it's not magical (laughs) star star wipes or something yeah yeah and then the other disclaimer we're going to talk about formula feeding and i know that's a controversial thing in mom world so if you've got an issue with that like i said in the last uh episode Please don't leave any hate comments on YouTube. We'll just delete them. Thanks. So, yeah. Okay. We did it. We're still alive. If you're watching the YouTube version of this, you can see we have matching shirts on. Let's say Team Rasmo, which is the nickname that we chose for our little baby that we think is really cute. His real name is Rasmus. We think both the nickname and the baby are very cute. He's really cute. I want to start talking about what it was like leading up to it the last week or two and then the birth and then what it's been like this last week. Yep. Uh, so, what so do you think? like leading up to it, what do you... I was trying to hang out with friends as much as I could, like reaching out and getting lunch or coffee, trying to do that with people. Um, I was trying to take care of things, so like bills that I have to take out, I mail, or mailed checks and stuff like that. Um, the cat got worms, so <laughs> I got that taken care of as soon as possible. Yeah, bad timing, cat. I think she got... She had the vet appointment on your due date. Yep. And so you were five days, six days. He was born six days after your due date. Right. Um, Yeah. So we ended up having almost an extra week of waiting time, which we knew would happen because generally they say you could go up to two weeks after your due date, especially your first kid takes a while. So we knew it would be a while, but it's just hard to not be able to plan, which is what we talked about a little bit in the last episode. Yeah. Like looking through my messages to people, I was like, still waiting. Um, And you have... I think it's like uh, four or five percent of babies are actually born on the due date. It could happen at any time. But we're so used to planning on the due date. I had a bunch of emails from people like, we're rooting for you. We're thinking about you. And it was very sweet. But (laughs) (laughs) it was very early. Yeah. Then then nothing happens. And we're just like hanging out at home (laughs) like day after day of like, what do you even do? Because you don't want to plan for like, I didn't want to plan past like eight hours from the current moment. So like someone's like, hey, you want to talk on friday i'm like no i can't i can talk like later today i can't plan for tomorrow so we ended up seeing more people than we thought we had a friend visiting from france hey cammy what's up (laughs) and that was fun to see her yeah and i was able to work a few more days luckily my office let me work from home so i ended up working from home for over a week which was very nice yeah you were sick of going on the train like it just got worse and worse and yeah an hour and a half of your day just sitting at a desk all day and riding the train to and from Manhattan every day was pretty rough at nine months pregnant so I really appreciated that last week of just working from laying on the couch but then every night we ended up playing video games (laughs) we were playing Stardew Valley anybody play that game I'm kind of tired of it maybe we'll never play it again now should we talk about the birth part yeah let me clear my throat before we start the birth story Okay. <laughs> I think it's really interesting to hear other people's birth stories. There's a lot of podcasts that talk about them. And 
especially not knowing how to plan for things, it's useful to hear how it goes for other people. So you add to your arsenal of understanding what some of the possibilities could be. And we were expecting, we we're sort of planning for like the apocalyptic. Worst? Yeah, I really was planning for the plan. worst. Um, and we've heard of a lot of people who've gone through some pretty rough pregnancies the last couple of years. So, yeah. I mean, not pregnancies, rough births. So mm-hmm. we were prepared for that possibility to happen. But and luckily, happen. We got... it was pretty quick and easy. I mean, it's never easy, but it pr- went as, <laughs> as smoothly as it possibly could. And so when it what went down was last Wednesday, because today's Wednesday, so it's been one week. Last Wednesday, I woke up at 540 in the morning and I was sort of feeling what were contractions and I was sort of stressed leading up to it wondering what contractions are everybody's like oh you'll know what they are but how how are you supposed to know if Mm -hmm. you're having contractions or not what is it it's not something you've experienced before but we had watched a birth video the night before just to review thinking that it was coming very soon and it was talking about how contractions are just like a wave like it showed a little graph where they come and then they get more intense and then they subside and then there's a period of time in between and then they come again. So that was a really useful representation of what it would be like. And you can hear Rasmus over there, maybe. He's taking a nap. I should get him a mic. Anyway, is this going to be boring because every two minutes we're going to be like, oh, look, we hear him crying. Cut it out. You'll just cut it out. (laughs) So anyway, I woke up at 540 in the morning and I thought, okay, this is contractions. I think this is it. But our doula had recommended that when you first feel them, ignore them for a while because it could be many, many, many hours. Mm -hmm. And so try to go back to sleep. Just keep your time as much as you can because it's probably going to be a long slog. So I thought, I won't wake up, Christian. Let's just sort of check this out. And then five minutes later, I felt another one. And that's kind of close together. So I, I woke him up and told him I thought yeah, we were going to be... you're supposed to like go into the hospital when it's between three and five minutes apart. Because that's like active labor. And you were there when you woke up. <laughs> so, yeah. I said, let's, let's pack up the bag. Let's get some breakfast. I'll take a shower. We're, we're not in like an urgent rush here like you see in the movies or something. But... Let's make our way towards getting out the door. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, well, what I've read is that when the pregnant woman says, I think it's happening, she's right. So when Adrian Please told me, everything. well, yeah, when Adrian said at six in the morning, like, I think it's really happening. I was like, okay, that means it's really happening. I didn't want to doubt it too much. I said first, like, well then good go to sleep like that's the plan and adrian was like no it's happening and i was like then she's right like i didn't i didn't want to push back on that um and it it was true she was right um so i called the doctor um they they have a service she called me back and she said okay um well you might want to come in because of traffic and you don't want her having a panic attack in the car. You didn't tell me that at the time, by the way. I definitely did not tell her that in the time because I didn't want you to have a panic attack (laughs) in the car. Uh, (laughs) I I just, but it it was smart because it's like, you know, we're going into rush hour driving what would normally be a 40 minute, well, normally in the middle of the night would be a 40 minute drive. And then now it's going to be like an hour plus. Um, So yeah, we want to err on the side of going early. Um, So I thought that, but I was like, okay, we've still got some time. Um, I called the doula and she's like, that's cool. We've still got some time. Uh, Let me know how things go. And I wanted to get some food because I knew that as the, as the dude you gotta, or as the partner, you have to take care of yourself because you're all excited at first, but then, you know, 24 hours later, you haven't eaten anything and you're dehydrated and you can't help when it, when it 
you know, when the baby comes out. And I was starting to feel not great. Like the yeah. contractions were coming every few minutes and they're, it's really painful. It's like ladies would know like a menstrual cramp, but it just is in this wave that like you just feel it coming and then it gets worse and worse and worse for like 30 seconds and then it goes away again for a few more minutes. But during that time that you have it, it's not comfortable at all. So I wasn't <laughs> able to like make myself some toast. I just wanted some toast real bad. Well, at first... You seemed like you were, and then very quickly, well, whenever you were having the contraction, you you didn't do anything, but it seemed like you were okay, and then suddenly you weren't okay, uh, and you're on the ball, and I really we wanted like to get like a little food. yoga ball, because yeah. that's comfortable to sit on in such a predicament. So we had you talking to the doula on my phone, and I went out to get a sandwich real quick. And it turned out it took like it was 18 horrendous. minutes. It took um, him so long. I timed it because I was like, wait, was this is going to take too long. alone and it was getting worse and worse. Yeah. I'm like, he and she left couldn't contact me alone. Me. Yeah, yeah. This is terrible. And I was like, man, I'm leaving her alone. But I got you a sandwich, which turned out not what you wanted at I all. I just wanted toast with peanut butter on it. I got her an egg and cheese or something. <laughs> I got her an egg and cheese on a croissant. Um, no, on a whatever. It doesn't even matter. We it threw in the even, trash. Uh, three years in the trash. So, so then we hurried along and we got into the Yeah, when I got Uber. home, you were like ready. So I called the doula um, and she was like, well, where do you want to meet me? Like, I'm on the like, way. She's like, should I meet you at the hospital? Yeah. Should I meet you at your house? I'm like, I can't make decisions. Yeah. We got to go. Yeah. That's all that I know. Um, so I didn't know what to think either, but I ordered the car and I had it go to where the doula was. Because um, I wanted to have the doula in the car. This was the smartest move of the whole day, yeah. I think. Good job. And she said she was on the way, and I was like, ah, it's not on the way, but it turned out she was right. It was on the way, a different way that worked out great. Um, we'd take the tunnel or something into Manhattan. But yeah, like, it was all of a sudden, boom. Like, Adrian went from, like, wow, this is happening today to, like, wow, this is happening right now, and <laughs> I can't do anything. So I had to gather up, like, I don't know, seven bags, and I hadn't finalized the go bag because I wanted to have clothes to wear. Which, I, know, I was telling him uh, before, we needed to pack in advance. I know, and it, it's it's like we had, what, six days, five full days past the due date, and I didn't finalize the go bag, which I feel dumb about. But anyway, we got in the car. We had a awesome Lyft driver. He who was, was so good. Yeah. I feel so bad. He had this beautiful SUV with leather seats. <laughs> I got a big suv because i wanted to be big i think it had the same amount of seats as anything else but it was it, cost it was more, more spacious okay. i had leg room <laughs> but he had a 5.0 rating he deserves it um he, he would best. slow down for like bumpy things he like took a different route when he thought the traffic was too bad uh and he was just like super super focused on driving us but we got there well we no. so mm. we picked up the doula yeah. the doula sat in the back seat with me and if you don't know what a doula is, we, the doula is a person that we hired to just sort of be our advocate, be our help during the birth. She's not a uh, like a medical professional, but is just trained in births and has assisted a lot of different births and just knows how things go and is experienced with, with what to look out for. And so she's great to just be there as like your coach during the birth because we don't know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, so when we picked her up, Christian hopped in the front seat, ate his little sandwich, got his time to get together. And she sat in the back seat with me, which was just so good. I think ultimately having her in the car since things escalated so quickly was totally worth having her there. Like the car ride alone yeah. was amazing. Yeah. So she sat with me, she's holding my hand and every contraction was just getting worse and worse. And, 
the car ride just seemed like it took forever. I just had my eyes closed and I just wanted to get there. But then my water broke in the car, yep. which just feels like just like a gush of fluids. And so when you're sitting in a beautiful SUV with leather seats, that's not the feeling that you generally want to occur. <laughs> But you didn't care. Like, you had been worried about... The yeah. night before, you were like, oh, I think I'll be too embarrassed to, like, moan or anything in the car. And then you're just I know, moaning when we the watch entire the, time. We watch the birth videos, and yeah. these women are all into it. I'm like, oh, it's kind of uncomfortable. I can't imagine doing that in the hospital. But then we're in the car. Like, the pain is so bad. You just have to sort of moan through it to survive. And I was so happy that we were in a car... I was not driving. Oh my god, I can't imagine if you I had was to like drive. supporting More power a little to bit. People who drive their partners. To oh the my hospital. god, I don't know how it is done. I I couldn't think very clearly as it was, but I didn't have to drive, and I didn't have to try to <laughs> calm Adrian. And we had someone who is good at driving, um, and was not nearly as emotionally invested in this as I was. And we had a doula who has gone through this a lot, and like. She had a pad for when your water broke, so it didn't I go know, everywhere. I know. She sort of like scooted under me. She yeah. had a little like, I don't know, a little thing that soaked things up. So um, that was good. But I apparently when I said, it's gushing, the driver would sort of look back like, oh, shoot, what's going on back there? No, he was cool. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. And I could eat my sandwich, which was awesome. Because then I had the energy to go for the rest of the day. But then as we approached, they're like, okay, we're getting close. I was just trying to think through what what's it going to be like going to the hospital because i wasn't in any position to just like walk in the lobby and be like yeah. hello my name is adrian i'd like to check in for birth like it was i so much pain the contractions were coming more quickly and more painfully and so i just kept asking like okay what's the plan what are we going to do when we get there and this is another great thing about the doula. She knows how it works. She's like, I'll go in. I'll get you a wheelchair. We'll get you up to the right floor. We wouldn't have known that you can just get wheelchairs or something. We would have been wasting time trying to figure out where to go. I, I, I think Adrian's expressing it a little differently from how I remember it. Like, <laughs> she sounds like rational here where she's like, so so what's the plan here? She's like, oh. Because <laughs> like, in my was, head, that that's, I was thinking rationally. Y- sure. Um <laughs> That wasn't what was coming out at all. Like, Adrian, like, the doula went and got a wheelchair <laughs> while I grabbed all of our bags in the car seat and went out once we got there. I thanked the cab driver. Yeah. Um, Very rationally, hopefully. <laughs> there was none of that. <laughs> no. Um, but then they wheeled me in. I just had my eyes closed. I'm just moaning through the lobby, moaning in the elevator, moaning coming out of the right delivery floor yeah into triage i think it helped that they like just out of the elevator right in. as the like you have to buzz yourself in open the door and you just hear Whoa! <laughs> like coming i think that like everybody got out of the way a guy helped hold the door for me it was, it was but it's nice. weird because you go in and even if you're like ready to go in obviously bad shape you have to go in by yourself originally even when you've got a sweet husband and a sweet doula they wheel you in so then they wheeled me into this the first triage room with a couple of nurses and she's just sort of acting like a normal doctor's visit. Like she takes out this, this cloth gown and she's like, okay, I'll need you to put on this gown and get on the bed. (laughs) And I was like, I'm not doing anything. Like, Like I can't just like stand up and like put a gown on. So I don't know what I, if I said that or I don't even know if I was able to talk to her, but I just like got on the bed. I'm like, this is what's happening right now. I'm just on the bed. Yeah. So then they start just like pulling my clothes off. I'm like, just do whatever you need to do because I can't do it. 
and we got to get going here. And I just want to establish to everyone around me, I need an epidural as soon as possible because mm-hmm. I that was the plan to get an epidural that I wouldn't have to experience that much of the pain. But things happened so quickly. I went through most of the pain already in the car. It just like, it was not great. And I had to be up front trying to check Adrian in. And it's <laughs> oh like... God. Where, I had checked the, in in advance online. We tried. And to be I had all no prepared. idea where that. Like uh, my brain wasn't working. Like I wrote down her birth date as today's date, and today's date was. I wrote down her birthday, <laughs> and then I drew like arrows to try to fix it. And I was like, "They're like, are you checked in?" I was like, "Yeah, but I have no idea where that and paper I kept is trying now." To be like, like we're pre-checked in. You should, you'll be fine. Yeah, from like miles away. <laughs> like, and the, yeah, you're you're in this this place where you have to go through a it's like going to the post office when you've got like gunshot wounds or something like your brain is not functioning properly but you're dealing with this bureaucracy it was it was no fun well my brain was even worse i was meanwhile in there alone and they i appreciate that they do this for people's protection but they're asking me questions like do you feel safe at home with your partner and they're just like confirming that he's not (laughs) abusing me before he comes into the room and like obstructs anything they want to confirm that he is a supportive presence which i appreciate for the protection of other people but in that moment i'm like he's no please don't i don't want to waste time asking these questions when i need to get an epidural as soon as possible and i need my support system in here you're like can somebody help me help me please i wish she meant please get me an epidural now Minus the police. So then finally they were able to come in. I was like signing stuff. I couldn't even see anything. I didn't have my glasses on. And it's just like, just tell me what to sign to get the epidural. Will this lead to the epidural? Okay, I'll do this. Like, let's just keep moving here. Mm -hmm. But then you guys came in. They were trying to... Take her blood and like trying to do an IV and all this stuff, and they couldn't get it. And I'm usually very afraid of vein stuff and needles. And but the pain of the contractions were so bad, I didn't even care. I'm just like, take all the veins, poke them all up. If this leads to an epidural, please do it. Yeah, those triage nurses had a complete lack of empathy. The one woman said, "Weren't present. You have bad veins." Yeah, it's like I'm like, okay, don't insult my veins when I'm also dealing with this much pain. Thank you very much. But then we got out of triage and we went into the delivery room and we had a well, great nurse there. Because they gave up. They're like, all right, we'll just take her to delivery. They'll deal with her veins yeah. in there. And then, yeah, we had this nurse, Myra, who was in there. She was good. She found your vein. She found she, she it. She got like, oh my God, she knows what she's doing. And she like kicked out the triage nurse. Like she tried to give the triage this. nurse the blood and the triage nurse was like, grabbed it. And then somehow Myra had it back in her hands like a minute later. And then she was like, just go. Um they were useless and annoying. It didn't bother me. Yeah. I was just in pain. I'm like, hey, guys, you guys have epidurals in this room? Let's do it. <laughs> but it, yeah, so then, then we were in the delivery room. And finally, I heard the person in there who was doing the epidural, which is my focus, if you can't tell. But I heard her saying, like, if, you, if we can't get a read on her blood pressure that's lower, we can't do it. We need to make sure she has lower blood pressure. And I was just like so amped up because there was so much pain. But hearing, I heard that and I just thought, I need to calm myself down against all odds here and just make this thing happen. And I don't know how it looked from the outside, but inside my soul, I was just like a Zen goddess and just completely calm, calmed my breathing for like three minutes and had the most perfect low blood pressure. This was not visible. (laughs) But I really else. tried. And like, 
I was like, no, she has no history of low blood pressure. Her her blood pressure's been great all the time. And the doula was like, no, no. I know she <laughs> said something medical like that sounded completely authoritative. We were really trying to not have them freak out about blood pressure. Um, so then they yeah. finally did it. And then like they sat me up and they, people have asked going into it about epidurals, like they're putting this needle in your spine. It's a whole kind of crazy thing. And a lot of people are opposed to them and think it's an extreme kind of an intervention thing. But in that moment, after experiencing the contractions for a few hours that are so bad, <laughs> I did not care this at was, all. Like, this was right before 10 a.m., by the way. So It was only a couple yeah. of hours. So it was, we, only four it was hours. really lucky to, yeah, to be such a short time. But it was mm-hmm. it felt like a long time to me. I kind of blacked out. Yep. And by this point, you were, what, seven centimeters dilated? Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. So they did the epidural, which is magic, by the way. If you are on the fence about ever getting an epidural and are someone who will give birth, I highly recommend it because I've experienced a lot of contractions and then experienced them with the epidural and with the epidural, they're way better. Mm-hmm. Like two minutes later, they're like, oh, you're getting another contraction. We see it on the thing. How's that feel? I felt nothing. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. So it was night and day. So it, they said it would take between five and 10 minutes. I think that's probably what it was. It felt like 30 seconds to me. I didn't even know what time was. But... um. Yeah, first Adrian is just moaning and incapable of moving from bed to bed, incapable of doing anything. And then a few minutes later, she's smiling, you're texting, like, totally <laughs> like, give me fine. that camera, I need to get that shot from yeah. over here. We're taking like, photos, I totally took a nap for day. a couple of hours. Yeah. Oh, it was such a relief. And the contractions kept coming, like, you could see them on the chart, um, because they've got this thing up that measures the Rasmus's heart rate and Adrian's whatever contraction meter. It's um, a contraction meter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it was way better. Yeah. And I yeah. think knowing that the epidural was on the horizon helped me deal with the rest of the contractions. I was pretty impressed with myself, actually, because I was really fearing the pain going into it. I really have a low... I feel like I'm bad at pain, and I feel like I'm just not going to do well with something like that. So I was really scared going into it, and knowing that I could get the epidural before it got too bad was kind of what got me through. But you were terrified that you wouldn't because we watched the video the night before where a woman had planned on getting an epidural, but then she got there and it was too late for the epidural. Right. And she that became had my this fear magical the whole morning birth anyway. Day. But yeah, you were terrified of that. That's what you, you were like, oh God, I don't want this to go so fast. And that I luckily the it. doula, I don't know if she was lying or not, but the whole time she's like, you'll get the epidural. Don't worry. You're not too far along. Uh-huh. You can do it. Uh-huh. So that helped me a lot. I felt like some of those promises were not. <laughs> well, hey, that's fine. But they were, it, worked. It, worked. it was true. It she was knows true. what works. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, so you got the epidural. You napped for like two hours. Oh, it was so much better. Oh, well, another thing about the contractions, though, that I thought was really interesting. I had had a couple of friends leading up to it just saying things just like, your body is made for this and just keep that in mind. And they had said that when they were in labor, they just had lost track of that and had doubt and had challenges with it. And I, I was sort of surprised that I didn't really have doubt in the moment that I could do it, even with my inability to deal with pain for the most part. I felt like this pain is terrible, but I can handle it. And I don't know how I got that strength around it. It was like the, it was just a different kind of a pain than I anticipated. Not the kind of pain that's like, I want to escape and die and I can't do this. Mm -hmm. It was sort of like, this is horrible, but this is fine. I don't know. It's really weird. It's It was so bad, but not as bad as I thought. Mm-hmm. So then we took a nap. 
Yep. And they're like, we'll be back in an hour. Just let him come down on his own pace. And then we got like a super nurse who came in. It was amazing. Um, she was a midwife in Australia before, before she came to this continent to work her magic here. Um, but yeah, so she I think came she's in to not help an push. official midwife in the U.S., but she's trained to be one, so she's awesome. Yeah, she was really good. Um, she's cracking jokes with you. Yep. Yeah, helping. Giving yep. you a hard time. She was just fun yep. and obviously very competent, which was helpful. She was just a, a ray of sunshine in the room. And Ardula knew her, yep. which helped too. So she left the room and Ardula was like, oh, yeah, you've got the best nurse in the whole hospital. And it's just nice to have that insider information to feel comfortable with the team that you've got going yep. through something like yep. this. Yep. Yeah. And she she was telling you as you were pushing that you were doing well, a great Well, before job. we get to the pushing, oh, yeah. though, like she's like, okay, time to push. And I was really worrying about that. After going through so much pain for a few hours, I thought this is going to be more terrible pain. I just can't imagine what pushing a baby out feels like. But she just sort of tricked me into it. She came in, she's like, let's do a test push. And I thought it would just be sort of like, we try it once and it's light. And then, I don't know, I take another nap for an hour. But then suddenly we're like doing it. So. <laughs> and what did she say or did, did the doula say that like pushing is exactly like pushing out a poop? totally that's what they said leading into it so i was prepared for that to be and it's not but as bad as contractions well especially it's totally not as bad okay but i don't know either because i had the epidural so i had the pain relief by that point Uh but they when they see the contractions coming they just tell you to push along with it and it does it's like pooping yeah it's like you're gonna do three of these with the contraction and sometimes they push it to four so it's like you push for 10 seconds so she's there like one two three four and like counting counting for you and then she's like okay breathe all right again and then one two three which i thought was cool i could tell when you were pushing because stuff came out see Uh, here this is where the disclaimer comes in if you guys you might want to skip ahead like four minutes if you don't want to hear anything crazy and they had said that your meconium had broken and i have no idea whether that impacted what i saw what i saw tell what that is that's not what people don't know what that means i didn't know um meconium it's like poop coming out of Rasmus's butt in in the belly in in, in so the it uterus. makes the amniotic fluid like yeah. full of a little bit of baby poop stuff and they worry about that because they don't want him swallowing it and messing up his ability to breathe properly when he comes out so if that happens then they want to take him away from you right at the beginning flush his sure nose and stuff it like out that. And stuff, yeah. yeah it's just like a, a thing that they want to be aware of and that had happened with you um, but when you would push at first, it was like some fluid would dribble out or pour out or whatever. Pour out. Oh my God. It, it was just like a small <laughs> amount of gravy. So it was like <laughs> clear gravy that was sort of a little bit gelatinous and maybe a little bit, um, oh. light tan or something in color. Um, that's what it was at first. And then like and more and more. Pause you for, it's funny because when we talk to people about this, the question that we've gotten from a few people is like, is it true that you poop when you give birth? Is it true that you pee when you give birth? But I feel like the reality is actually way worse than pooping. <laughs> You're like gravy's coming out. That seems see way it. worse. Yeah. Well, uh, so, but none of it's bad. I mean, you were, yeah. Christian was not grossed out at all. It was kind of amazing. He was not upset that i was in pain or you just had a good attitude but i mean the whole time coming into this you sort of feared 
what your reaction would be witnessing me be in so much pain. Yeah. And I don't think any of that came to fruition at all. You were just totally yep. on board. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if I would be faint, if it would like permanently affect my view of you as a person or anything like that. Um, or it's like a sexy Yikes. lady, all this stuff. You, you just don't know. It's like, hey, I've never been in battle before and uh, now I'm going or whatever. Um, but yeah, it was gravy flowing <laughs> when you would push. So the doula, so the nurse was like, push, and she'd be like, good job. And I was like, yeah, that was a good job because, like, some stuff dribbled out. At one um, point, it, like, something shot popped. out in her face. Yeah, it was oh like a large God. pimple popping. It was just like... Okay, <laughs> we don't need to be that graphic. Maybe it's too late. Sorry, guys. Thanks. Oh. So that that's what happened. It just... It is what it... It wasn't, like, traumatic or gross or whatever. It was just... That was what was happening. And that was a good sign to know that, yes, Adrian is pushing and it is being effective. So you want to see that because it's like a sign of success. Um, and then more and more, it and became the bloody. And the whole thing and, was only yeah. like 30 minutes of pushing. It was not that bad. Yeah. Maybe 40 yeah. minutes. So again, we were super fortunate with how smoothly things went for the birth. Um, and then I started to see um, Rasmus's head coming out, but it was not a head that I saw. It was nothing human or even animal. What it looked like to me was the top of a yellow grapefruit coming out. So not even a full circle. It was like this wrinkled up grapefruit oh. top without the part where like it was attached to the stem. Um, so it's the color, that color, like yellowish grayish. And it looked like... Crushed it, in? Yeah, totally crushed in. Um, but the nurses weren't freaking out and there was still the heart rate on the little monitor. So I was like... I guess this is fine. <laughs> That's how it's supposed to look then. And then my perspective, he's just like, great job. You're doing it. Yeah. Again, All right. In, I, in his brain, he's like, well, this didn't work out. Yeah. It was just like, when does, when does the baby come? Like, <laughs> is it after the grapefruit? Um, and it, the grapefruit would like come out and then recede and they would Oof. be a little bit bigger each time. It wasn't until he came out and they turned and I could see a little bit of his head that I was like, oh, wow, it's like a grapefruit colored baby. And then he started to scream. I was like, oh, it's alive. And then they wiped him off and like he had a more human color. Um, but it was. Yeah, it did not. Rasmus did not look human at all um, until he was fully out. That's funny. That's something we hadn't really heard in all the preparation we thought about, too. Yeah. Um, like what color it would look like. Yeah. But everything went smoothly. He came out. 1.15 p.m. Yep. And the other part of birth that I didn't really know about until we were preparing for this is that you then, like 10 minutes later, have to birth out the placenta, which is the organ that grows just for the temporary ver temporary amount of time to like nourish this baby. And it's just like this big bloody organ that then you have to like go into labor and birth that thing out. But and, mine was yeah. like stuck in there. So she had to like cut it out like it was a whole thing and... she had to physically reach in and Ugh. like scrape it and they gave you pitocin which is the drug that they use to induce labor because it just wasn't working you couldn't get it out yeah. usually it just comes out yeah. so that was the only like mild complication with any of this really and so that was okay and i was very happy to have the epidural for that because they had to be a little aggressive to try to get that going yeah. and they're doing the massage of your Upper, upper yeah, here. Yeah, they sort of massage your belly, which is supposed to hurt. Yeah, it's like massage is not at all the right term for it. Um, cause it's it's not like when painful. I went to the massage the week before and yeah. had like a prenatal massage. And I feel bad because I, at this point, was just hanging out 
with the baby. I was holding Rasmus. I was excited to see him. I was taking pictures. And I regret that I wasn't paying more attention to you at that point because oh, you were thanks. going through this thing. And I, I wasn't even aware of it until like 20 minutes later when it's like, wait, what's still going on? And I, I look over and the doctor was like doing stitches on you. And, and I like, think I even said like, hey, can you come pay attention to me now, please? <laughs> I'm still doing stuff over here. And I didn't understand that it was like a a thing, like a real big thing um, still happening. Like you think you think you're at the finish line, but it's like, no, 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 no. When they had brought in a few other people with a sonogram to really look around and make sure they got the whole placenta out. Because I guess it's really detrimental if you leave a piece of it in there or something later. Yeah, because the uterus so really has to shrink to make down. Sure. The to crazy thing size. about uteruses with all of this, by the way, a normal uterus on a lady is like the size of a pear. It's like this big. Well, you can only see on the YouTube version of this, but you know what a pear size is. And it can grow to like 500 to 1,000 times larger because it has to be big enough to fit around this freaking huge baby. It's such a weird thing. It's a pear? That sounds too big. It's a pear shape. Well, like a little cute pear. Okay. Like a small CSA pear. <laughs> un- All unfertilized. Un- un- yeah. Yeah. Unfertilized. <laughs> no fertilizer for this pear. Okay. Right. But once it's fertilized, it grows 1,000 times the size. Because a pear, 1,000 times the size, whatever. But what's interesting is once you birth it out it's not like your body is then just like normal again and we have all this talk in our culture about like getting your body back after baby and it's not like it just comes out and then it's just normal no your uterus alone is huge and it takes like six to eight weeks to shrink back down apparently so it's just a super weird thing because i was prepared for that that it would you still sort of like feel pregnant when you're done but it was more than i thought we took a couple pictures the next day like i still looked totally pregnant i still sort of do now it's been a week i think it's sort of shrunk down a little bit more now i just sort of look like i've got a gut rather than looking like a pregnant person and it feels different too it's softer whereas when you were pregnant it was like a hard that's true i can sleep on my stomach now and i can sort of like push on my stomach and it doesn't hurt like it did before because there's nothing in there but it's a huge uterus in there yep so it's weird okay so then we went so that's our birth story so there's the birth story um, right? What else happened? Well, then we went upstairs. They took us to our room. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that in a separate episode? I think this has been a long episode. Let's break this into a two-part thing. And we'll do our next episode talking about what the first week was like. Yep. And, yeah, we'll just post them back-to-back so you can download them both if you want to. But we'll talk to you in the next episode. Collect all two. All right. See you soon. And in the meantime, please subscribe to this podcast if you're interested in uh, weekly updates. And check out parentalleavepodcast.com. Bye-bye. Okay, BRB, bye. Bye.